Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. Welcome to another episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. I'm your host, Bettina Goolsby. I'm an actor and dreamer slash creative continuing to go after my dreams. So much of this journey is just so mind-boggling, hence the title, for either reasons of utter disappointment or the manifestation beyond what I could have ever imagined. Follow along as I check in with other creatives along the way and learn what so mind-boggling things they have to say and what it's like pursuing the dream while living the in-between. On this episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys, we take a listen back to my chat with actors Laura Cornacchio and Justin Phillips. We all met working on a Nathan's Hot Dog commercial. Justin and I play brother and sister and have a bit of sibling banter in our spot. Laura was featured in a separate spot and she plays a fiance not too amped about the idea of a Zoom wedding. We talk about what the experience was like for each of us from getting the opportunity to audition to how we all came to learn that our host in the spot was the one and only Andy Cohen and what our individual travels to the set in the Hamptons was like. I get a good laugh listening back to our chat, and I want to clarify that it's actually called the SAT. So here are Laura Cornacchio and Justin Phillips. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. (laughs) I am here with Laura Cornacchio and Justin Phillips. Hello. And we were just talking about how, you know, both of them sing and they were saying that they're not warmed up. But see, no. that's the point of this podcast. This is what what are we calling this? It's like pursuing the dream while living the in-between. Oh, that's okay. But I just want to say really quick that you said both of us sing when I don't know about Justin. I never told you I sing. And I don't know if you just heard what I just did. Oh, we heard I, it. Oh, that's, okay. And, and I that's sing. the in between. That's what I'm saying. Right. We want to hear the, the warm up, the sound okay. check, the let me get my vocals together. The unglamorous right. middle as a coach exactly. of mine. Exactly. I love that. The unglamorous middle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what she mm-hmm. said. <laughs> we want to see behind the curtain, as mm-hmm. they say. Oh, okay. So thank you both so much for being here with me today, this morning. Oh, Pleasure. Okay, actors, like y'all got up early for this. Yeah. Thank you. Right. You're so welcome. You know, I don't always get it's up early if, not, if the money's not residing. You know I, what I, mean, in the I do not blame you. Honey, but I to mean, talk about myself, I'll do anything. I'm an actor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. There's always an opportunity to promote, right? right. To talk about yourselves. You know, yeah. you yes. a job on the other end of this. You mm-hmm. never know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, Lord, wait, don't doubt the podcast. What, what man, do you the mean there's, there's not a job at the end of this? I don't know. <laughs> I could have swore I heard something about a job, but you know what? I'll take it. I'll take whatever. Exposure <laughs> take whatever. is good. Yes. Oh, yes. My, oh my gosh. Just exposure, in. right? So we all worked on a Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs commercial together. Hello. Hey. Yes, Nathan's. Yes, Nathan's. We Hello, love you. Nathan. We love you. I'll take ketchup and mustard. Thank mm-hmm. you. No, no relish. Yeah, no relish. Thanks. I'll take no some relish. onions on mine. I'll take some onions on mine and maybe a little bit of sauerkraut. Okay, know, I like but... to deck mine out. I don't know about oh, y'all. Like, I know, but you like, like the works I on like yours. A, a ballpark dog. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like I, I like to put all the works on it, but I also like a plain one too. Like right, it depends right, right. on the mood. If you're well, in a ballpark, you have you to load it. it up. Fully I mean, loaded. I'm with you on that. My boyfriend is Colombian, and I had never had a Colombian hot dog before dating him, but Colombian mm. hot dogs are mm-hmm. next level. There's like, I think it might just be ketchup and mayo. There's like some like pink sauce that mm. I think is just ketchup and mayo, but then like, it dep- there's like different, like there's places in Queens you can go and it's like Colombian places where it's like, you can order so many different dogs. Some have like quail eggs on them. Oh my Whoa, God. Like, no. And like crushed oh, up Wait a minute now. 
It's good. It's good. <laughs> Don't make that face, Jesse. That is that's a lot going on for a hot no, dog. There's, quail eggs. <laughs> You lost me at quail eggs. You lost me on the quail I'm eggs. I'm so sorry. It's just like a little you try egg. try everything once. I, you know, I no, will and, try it. And listen, I feel like I, that's yeah. what I love about New York. I feel like that's only in New York where you're going to get a hot dog with and some Columbia. quail eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Columbia, right? right. In Columbia. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay. So when we all booked that commercial, I don't yes. know about y'all, but literally Looking I was blessed. in this same closet, you know, on my knees, mm-hmm. you know, looking for quarters in the pockets in the corners of this closet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was devastated and I was depressed because I was just like, oh my gosh, yet another thing. Okay. The in-between living in the in-between, right. Mm-hmm. Another kind of like bump along the road on this journey of being an actor where I'm like, oh Lord. So now they're shutting everything down. We don't know what's going to happen when we're going to be working again. Like what in the world? Like there's always something, there's always some type of like hurdle, you know, where were y'all when, when you got the call for, for the Nathan's hot dog for the audition or that we booked it? Let's say for when you booked it. Okay. Or, you know, let's do both, actually. Because uh, I have okay. a fun story for that. Oh, okay. okay you go oh, first, we want Laura. That. And let me just say, actors, I do not recommend what <laughs> I did. And this is not very indicative of me. But you got the job, though, But I got girl. the job. But listen, so I'm very type A. And usually, like, I always hear, like, from casting directors, like, submit ASAP, submit ASAP, like, as soon as you can. Didn't happen with this one. For some reason, it was kind of, like, one that just kept slipping my mind. And then... I remember it was due 10 a.m. I think on like a Monday and I was like okay like I hadn't even looked at the sides yet I figured it was the copy was just me because like most of the time when I have a commercial audition it's just me speaking and so it's 9 a.m. and I open it and it's dialogue my boyfriend is at work my best friend and her boyfriend actually live upstairs so I texted them I was like are one of you able to come down right now but it was the morning and like you know we're all unemployed actors so like they were sleeping they didn't have any reason to be up. <laughs> like I set my alarm to do this audition because the night before I was like, can I curse absolutely okay. I was like um <laughs> I was like I didn't do that audition and I, I said it um and then I was like oh my god what am I gonna do and I texted my friend Rachel I was like can I FaceTime you really quick can you help me with this audition and she did and it was awesome and I was having audio issues but like it worked out I was like in my pajamas like just memorized the size I like had a piece of bagel to like be my hot dog we did like three takes I was like I think that was okay. And I submitted the audition at 9.55 a.m. And it was due at 10 a.m. that morning. Like, wow. What? And so I was like, well, I love that. Get about love that. that too. But listen, oh my like, gosh. I think because I was in a place of like, well, f- it, you yep. know, like I just got to do it. That it, yep. I was like looser, more me and like playful and all that good stuff. Again, you detached just, yourself from it. And exactly. it was just like, okay, it is what it is. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, I was like, uh, I just got to do it because I don't want to like miss an opportunity. And, you know, right. thank goodness I did. Again, don't recommend that. Always good to get them in as soon as you can. <laughs> it is funny how it worked out. Yeah. And look how the difference of five minutes would have been a whole oh, different story. Sh- That's what's crazy too yeah. about this business, right? It's right? like mm-hmm. you just never know where your opportunities are going to come. You never know what's going to be the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. not to say that, you know, we're going to <laughs> we're going to, the, to shooting for the stars on this commercial. But you know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That five minutes made such a big difference, right? Uh-huh. sure did. We wouldn't even be here right now. I know. It's very true. So mind boggling. Mm -hmm. So it's so mind boggling. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Plug. Yes. Hashtag. So mind boggling. Okay. So, Jessica, what about you? Do you have a fun audition story for this? It was pretty, it was interesting. I was, 
I don't have a lot of commercial experience. Like the one commercial audition I remember having was a nightmare and it, it will haunt me forever. It really will. And it was, it was traumatic. You said that like you meant it too. Like you said that with your chest. It was traumatic. And it was like mm-hmm. off of like a casting director who had like seen me in class and gave me a really cool opportunity. And I <sighs> bombed it. Oh. And I mean, bombed it bad and you know it was it was a huge learning experience so yeah. i've been very hesitant but i'm one of those actors which i'm sure a lot of your listeners are um i'm always on actors access submitting nonstop, and i saw it it came up i had just booked another commercial like my first real nice. commercial for like a health network company and i had to go in and like do like a fake testimony or whatever but it was like <laughs> on set it was pretty cool it was like you know i need health care now what's you know mm. it was like you know there's nothing different about me blah 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 it was so easy so fun and like the quality and production was amazing so i was like this is great you know my first commercial this is gonna be awesome saw nathan's come along and i was like i love nathan's let's go let's apply and it really wasn't any it was just a normal audition and self-tape i had a friend help me and i was like the script is typical commercial i I truly detached myself from it because i was like i don't know how this is gonna go like it's you know whatever my first kind of few submissions for that but then you got the call back and I was like oh my goodness here we go you know that was it wait you guys mm-hmm. had a call back I did not actually I did not have a call back and mm-hmm. I wanted to say it's so interesting you said that you bombed that other audition because yeah. I feel like whenever I'm crying or whenever I'm like oh my god that was the most awful audition mm-hmm. ever that's when I book and whenever huh. I'm like oh I got that wait mm-hmm. no 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 I nailed that then it's like I don't hear anything yeah. you know and you actually you told a little secret you said that you know that those testimonials are fake the hell oh testimonials well, some of them some of them we're not supposed to let people know that well, some of them usually say you know these people are actors and i'm yeah, sure they yeah, probably did on mine but i should clarify i did not have a callback what it was it was you're in consideration oh, you, we have like, to like hold it you, you were know, whatever and i was like oh okay like you have to accept it or whatever and i was like yeah i accept you know so it was kind of like maybe it won't happen maybe it will oh yeah i, mm-hmm. I that's that's cool because every time i've been on hold i've not booked so i've kind of associated mm-hmm. hold meaning like oh, you almost got it but you didn't yes like, oh, I, i've no, come that's to not expect worst. things when i'm pinned i have a question for you guys which is how did you find out because I found out a very bizarre way. I did not find out through Actors Access. The casting director sent me a message through my website, like submit a message to me for him, which I was like, is this real? Like, oh, okay. So that's how she got to me too, actually. It was, so it was both ways, right? She reached out to me. I think I want to say the first thing I got was a phone call, actually. Oh, um, yeah, the first uh-huh. thing I got was a, was a phone call. And then as I was checking everything else, then she had reached out to me on my website. She Then I got something through Actors Access. And I was mm. like, oh, like then she went through all the communica- all the modes of communication yeah. to like reach me. And I was like, oh, all, all of a sudden, like what, what's happening? Because I was, she was like, oh, I'm trying to get in contact with you. Like call me back ASAP. I and I was like, oh, I wasn't prepared. Right at all. And my audition story, I was like, oh, actually, Laura, I have a really good audition story. Oh, hello. <laughs> I was with a friend of mine and, you know, she'd helped me with a whole lot of auditions. And, you know, I feel like when you're not an actor, right, then it's kind of like, oh my God, this, this, this self tape is everything. Right. But mm, it's like when yeah. you're used to kind of like doing self tapes, it's like, you're kind of doing them back to back. It's like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do that. Bang mm-hmm. it out, bang it out, bang it out. Right. And so you just kind of like, almost like it's like an assembly line kind mm-hmm. of with this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I totally was like, okay, let's just, let's get this done really fast. I also, you know, sending it in like right up until the deadline type of thing or whatever. The funny part about it is I was like, okay, girl, so I'm the sister and I'm, I'm going to need you to be Andy. Okay. I'm gonna need you to play the brother and I'm gonna need you to play Andy. Right. And the 
way I read it, I didn't think of it. I, I'm thinking like, oh, it's just a host name. Oh yeah, I didn't Andy. know it was Andy Cohen. <laughs> no, I did not know it was Andy Cohen. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until I want to say the day before we actually were set to shoot, and they sent us the, the call, call sheet. And the call just, sheet, the one with like the pictures, and it was like yeah. the br- it was like some type of marketing brief or something. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> I was like, hold on. I was like, wait, I'm so confused. It took a while for it to click, mm-hmm. but it was Andy Cohen. And so then when I called my friend and told her, she was like, wait, you got to be kidding. And I was like, girl, you read Andy Cohen's lines, you know? <laughs> and so we had a good laugh off of that because she was like, oh my gosh, I, I got so close to Andy Cohen because, you know. Yeah, they just uh, snuck it in there very like inconspicuously. Like, oh yeah, like, here's Andy Cohen. I'm just like, well, oh. What was okay. is, I was talking about like logistics to get out to Southampton and, and like the casting director, she mentioned like, oh, and like Andy, you know, he's just like, make sure everyone's like COVID free, blah, blah, blah. And she kept saying like, Andy, Andy. I was like, who, who's Andy? And she was like, Andy Cohen. And she just said it like I knew already. Like you knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's who the Andy was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, I love this whole story and moment because when I think about the commercial, I always think like, oh my gosh, like I was so hopeless. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like when are we going to be working again? And like, here we go, another thing. And it really is one of those things where it's like, you never know what's right around the corner. Like you You really never know. I think that's what keeps us going. Is that, is that what it is? Right. I I totally agree because it was, I, I, I was kind of in the same place. Like, even though I just did a commercial, but through the whole year of COVID, like I had nothing all summer. All my things in the spring were canceled. Even my contracts that I had set up for the fall were canceled. It was really bleak. It gets hard to like be on Actors Access all the time. And then you're seeing your other friends who are in the industry, who are in the unions working, you know, LA opened back up some things in New York that are union or working consistently. Mm -hmm. So it was hard. So when this came through, I was like, oh my goodness, like, Thank you, God. You know, number one, I was like, this is, but once we got on set and that we found out it was Andy Cohen, and even when we were getting like the production packets and the break in like the call sheets, all of it was so elaborate. And it was like, kind it of, was. it was clicking in my mind that was like, oh, this is going to be legit. Like, this is going to be very, like, even though it was, you know, non union, it was still really, everyone was there to do their job. It was, so elaborate like they took care of us it was great in that sense it was one of the largest crews i've ever worked with personally so it was it it, it felt i was like you know what this is you know happened at the right time for the right moment and everything and I, i definitely was in the same boat as you patina yeah, I would say me too. Like, I mean, I just think anytime as an actor, even not in COVID, it's like sometimes it can feel, I don't want to say demoralizing, like that sounds a bit more no, extreme than what I mean. That, but, no, that's But the it's word. kind of like this crazy <laughs> thing, right? Where it, you do, ha- we do have to be a little nuts, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to keep auditioning over and over and over again. I'm going to keep submitting and think like, maybe I'll get an audition. And it's like, maybe you get the audition. And then like, maybe, maybe, maybe you book. And it's kind of, nuts a little bit that we keep doing it so to get that little like thing like you're on the right track just keep going like you're Mm -hmm. doing great it is the thing that keeps you going like you said you never know what's around the corner and yeah like obviously our ideal work as actors is not like hot dog commercial but you know (laughs) it's like just the opportunity to like get to be on set and to play and just like you know that we even met it gives me that push that I need to Mm -hmm. keep Exactly. Like these little wins. You're like, oh, okay. And that'll sustain you for Mm -hmm. a while, right? Because it is such a numbers game. Like to your point, it's like, you know, when I tell friends, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's like, I could probably audition, like go through maybe 50 
50 auditions before like maybe even getting a callback. Right. You know, and then the callback, it's like, how many callbacks do I have to have over the course of the year to actually book something? So Laura, I feel for you, girl, because when I get a hold, I'm like, oh, like uh, getting a hold is such a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to pray that for you that, you know, we unlock that because I do think holds mm -hmm. are like, oh, you're you're right there. You're right there. So yeah. I hate that for you, you're like, oh, yeah, that means I'm not going to book it because I, I did get right here so close, but it's not going to like the deal's not going to be sealed. sealed yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I do try and like when I get them, like, look at it as a win. But I've just gotten to the point where every single time I've been pinned for something, I didn't get it. But yeah, it it is a win. Like, it's good for me to like have that frame of like callback, hold. It's a win. Even just that has been that push for me to keep going, you know, like, right. I didn't book it, but like, clearly they liked me. So there was something I, there, right? There's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, obviously also the reminder that like half the time it's because we're not right for it. You know, like once we put in the tape, they're like, mm, actually like doesn't have anything to do with your talent or anything. Mm -hmm. Just, you're not what we're looking for. Right. So Justin plays my brother in our spot. And our spot is about, you know, we're having like our usual familial banter. It's yeah. really like banter, yeah. right? Totally. It was just um, like a friendly little, not even rivalry. Yeah. Like we say in the commercial, it's just a good little chat we have. And uh, Andy overhears this and he is just convinced that we're like in some type of lover's quarrel mm -hmm. and we're trying to convince him that's not the case. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so that's our scenario. And then Laura is in a virtual wedding. And Laura, do you want to talk about your, sure. your spot? Yeah. So mine is me and my fiance are going to get some hot dogs and Andy mm -hmm. sees my engagement ring. is like, oh my gosh, when's the big day? And we talk about how it was supposed to happen because of COVID was canceled. And now he wants to do it on Zoom. And I'm like, I'm not doing a Zoom wedding. Let's postpone. And then I invite Andy to come to the wedding. Yes. Does he, does he come? I actually said, <laughs> we'll find out. Like the script said, are you available? And then like date in brackets, like date, just like come up with a random date. So one of my mm -hmm. best friends was supposed to get married October 2020. And she's rescheduled to September 19th, 2021. So I said mm -hmm. the date of her wedding. In the thing. Oh, I love so when it. the commercial yes. came out, I was like, little surprise for you, Gab. She was like, Andy better be there. September 19th. Oh, you better be there. That's like, such a cute little Easter egg. Yeah. That is. That is. So can I just tell you how that was actually one of my more fun shoots because one benefit of you know this whole COVID situation is they don't play around now with the timing you know there was no. a time where you would be on sets for all day first of all you'd be there for like maybe 12 hours before mm -hmm. you start working and you're like what is going <sighs> on <laughs> why if there's a whole lot of like just waiting right tons of waiting right to the point where even though you're not doing anything but waiting you mm -hmm. get tired yeah mm -hmm. like I would be like oh my I god I'm, awesome. I'm losing my juice mm -hmm. Oh, did you really? I did. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. Wait, you want to? Okay, so wait, where were you? Where you were just sitting around waiting? This is after COVID? Like in COVID time? This is during, this is my last gig I worked on. The Andy Cohen gig got me this gig because okay. when I submitted my materials, the commercial was out. So I honestly think because of the quality and because of the performance and Andy Cohen and everything in one is why I got that gig. Number one, before I go into the story, I'm seeing the payback from that commercial already like people awesome. are already just giving me you know opportunities for callbacks based on just the new video i put up it's not great the footage same, not the same old it video that footage. i have been using so it's mm -hmm. very interesting to see maybe it's quality because the commercial is just a commercial you know it's not like like you said it's I a hot so. commercial you're, but, and you're great in it, and I'm sure you're great in your other footage, but because it's high quality and also someone famous, like, you know, it really helps. It, yeah. Exactly. So I'm just like, thank you, Andy Cohen. Thank you, production company. It, I'm already seeing the benefits. But that 
opportunity that it got me, I was on set for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I was on set for 10 hours and then worked the last two. I would see <laughs> oh other, my gosh. I would see other, and, the, and it was just a day rate. So I would see other people come in for an hour and then leave after their hour and get the same day rate. And I'm just like, and you know, on COVID sets now, all the windows have to be open. You need air purifiers. This was in January. We were freezing mm. in that room. It was like an ice box. It was a, a walk-in freezer in a restaurant, all in the name of, you know, COVID precautions, which is good. You know, we were right. working and we were happy. We were grateful. But there are some effects to it, especially when you have to be on set for so long. Yeah. And you're just frozen cold. So the first day, it was a nightmare. I was not prepared. And then everyone else who was kind of used to it, who had been on sets, were just like, you know, all cozy. And I was just like with my like two little pieces of wardrobe. But the next day I was prepared and it was great. But yeah, for sure. It's like that. It is. I think the reason why art, I mean, that was such a great set. Like, first of all, everyone was so professional, so kind, safe, like, you know, and we were lucky that it was September still. So it was warm. We could be outside. I think one of the reasons why it ran so efficiently was because had like a name attached. And I think Andy had like a heart out at a certain time. Right. So it it was great, though. It was like, boom, boom, boom. I'm back on the train to New York City. Like, yes, because we shot in the Hamptons. Yeah. I went to Cooper's Beach afterwards. Oh, thanks, Laura. Yes. Yes. Because you were like, oh, go to Cooper's Beach. And I had been there before, actually, but uh-huh. I didn't know it was called Cooper's Beach. We were only on set for half a day. Right. And, you know, usually those three things are the kiss of death for commercials, right? A celebrity, kids, and then dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So they had, like, the three things where it's like, ooh, you, so this, funny, is, this yeah. is going to be, like, a disaster with these three things, right? But, yeah, I think that helped that Andy had a hard out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then I think because of COVID, I think because they were like, okay, we can't have everyone just kind of sitting around, sure. you know, yeah. all day. So I was like, oh, this was such a great experience. Yeah, so I really, really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really fun. And like, I loved how game Andy was to like improv with me too. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it made the final cut, which I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was very very surprised that, at least for our spot, I'm not sure about yours, Laura, but he had a lot of dialogue in our spot. He had a lot of dialogue. He he was pretty much prepared. Like, and the day was rolling and like, he went in there and got it done. And there was a bee attacking him at one point. It was like, it was, it was, it was pretty (laughs) interesting. And we were like, someone is anyone going to get the B? Can we, we had <laughs> to like, we, please, we had to, for Andy? right. Can we please get the B away from Andy? And they had to like move the table over. Oh, it was, it was really Listen, interesting. Justin. Cause let me tell you about that B, right? Uh, yeah. Cause I had on that yellow shirt you okay? did. and the way Andy was swatting at that B and I was like, the B's going to sting me. I'm yep. in yellow. Is that, is that true though? Is that, or is that like a myth? I don't know. Go after yellow. Yeah. But I remember being scared. Like, oh my gosh, he is swatting at that B and mm-hmm. that B is going to come and sting me. Mm-hmm. What was so funny now that you reminded me that you were in the yellow shirt and I was in the green shirt, mustard and relish. Get out of town. <laughs> okay. Oh, that costume okay. designer knew what she was doing. Listen, <laughs> listen. That is brilliant. Oh my gosh. Shout out to the costume designer. I think she um, was awesome. Or the stylist. You know, she I, she was, was so great. She was mm-hmm. awesome. You know, it was her first time doing styling for like, because she said she's more of a personal stylist. It was her first time. Oh, for like yes. But there was a little bit of drama because I guess because she isn't familiar with like film sets like she didn't realize that the engagement ring was under her jurisdiction she was like oh i thought that was props and everyone was like 
no. And like, we needed me to have an engagement ring. And I was mm-hmm. like, like, cause there's a close up on it. And so I just wore somebody else's, like a couple people were like, here, you can wear my engagement ring. One woman's <laughs> was way too small. Couldn't mm-hmm. like get it past my knuckle. And then mm-hmm. another woman, like hers was really big, but they just like rolled a bunch of masking tape on the, on the back of it mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't like fall off my finger. So that was funny. I was like, that's cool. I okay. I, and then I had to wear someone's real ring. And I was like, this is a beautiful, like pretty mm-hmm. big rock. I got to be careful. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to the to the stylist Tammy Prince. Yes. I was like, oh wait, wait, Tammy, Tammy Prince. Okay, the director's name. Yeah. Um, because usually that's another thing. Usually I do not like what they have for me to wear. Oh, I'm usually like, oh my god. Option. But I actually, yeah, she had great options. I love that yellow blouse that I wore, and mm-hmm. she let me wear her boots. Oh, that's I nice. do remember that. Yep. She gave me the boots off of her own feet. Mm-hmm. Tammy. Now mind you, that's because she didn't she didn't think that my the ones that I brought went well with the yellow <laughs> blouse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of like, mm, no girl, not feeling those. But still, at the end <laughs> no, of the day, nice. though, yeah. look at that. Look at that type of commitment where she yeah. was like, I'm going to give you the boots off my own feet. You know, so yeah. shout out mm-hmm. to Tammy. I brought Has... like a whole suitcase full of clothes. And I you was did. Like... And I remember that. I was like, oh my gosh, she brought a whole lot. I mean, I brought a lot too. But... I brought a lot too. Yeah. And I literally, I think I wore the look that I showed up in. And I was like, oh, really? of course, it always happens. <laughs> that, that's way. how it, it always, always happens. happens. You lug all this stuff mm-hmm. to set, right? And then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you know what? And they actually look at every single thing. Right. right. And, and they're like, actually, it. what you have on is great. I'm just like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you know what I had to do to get here? <laughs> right. Oh, my it's goodness. It's so true. <laughs> actually, my getting to the shoot story was crazy. So I have we, one, too. You go first. Okay. I booked the gig, <laughs> and I was like, okay, the Hamptons eight o'clock. What am I going to do? <laughs> I was like, I have to rent a car. So I went to Enterprise and like tried to get the whole thing. Long story short, there was an issue with Enterprise. They gave me the full runaround and it was a mess and I was angry. So I was like, I need, I need a miracle. So I like asked my friend who I knew had a zip car account and I was like, buddy, can you just like rent the zip car for me? And then, you know, like, trust me to get there. And he was like, Hmm. So he like had me waiting for like two hours. I was like, Oh my God, I'm, am I not going to get to do this gig with Andy Cohen? It's like the first like cool commercial gig I get. And I have to like not do it. Cause I can't get to the location. I will be devastated. And he finally texted me back. He was like, I'll do you one better. I'll drive you out there. I just got chills. And I got chills. afterwards, if you're done in time, we're going to go to this vineyard that my friend suggested. And I was like, <laughs> Wait, you got the straight VIP treatment. I literally was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to cry right now. Like, you have no idea how much you're saving me. He brought his other friend who was also a good friend of mine. We partied the whole way there in the morning, blasting music, got to the shoot. And then once it was like a half day, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Also, remember, it did kind of rain that morning or like the night before. So like everything was kind of wet. So we were kind of nervous. I was like, oh my God, is this going to like... Is this shoot going to be okay? Everything turned out to be great. The sun came out. Yeah. We wrapped early and then we went to that vineyard. So it Which was vineyard? an um, duck walk. Mm-hmm. It was just the perfect day. And I was like, what a day to like be an actor. What a day to just like have friends <sighs> and just like everything worked out. So it was just a glorious freaking day for me a driver in a vineyard i got chills can you believe that what a day to be an actor indeed like that's happens the way it's all supposed like enterprise almost took me out they almost took me they tried they tried (laughs) they they tried to block me from my blessing no 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 you were meant you were destined for yeah i was god was like you get some hot dogs to fake eat (laughs) 
Yeah. And then spit out. And then spit out. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Remember that? Like yeah. we had to eat so many hot dogs and I was like, oh my gosh, actually. I, asked, yeah, hold I was on. like, is there going to be a spit bucket? Oh, right. I'm like, that's a lot of hot dogs. That had, mm-hmm. We had to like stuff in our mouths. So um, yeah, I, I don't think mine is like quite as amazing as Justin's, but my grandmother actually has a house in Southampton, like five minutes from where the set was because of COVID. Like she's was in Florida and stayed in Florida because like not travel. She she's like what you call a snowbird. So she comes up to mm-hmm. Southampton for like the summer, but didn't this year. So my parents have been renting the house out, and I was like, okay, I have this shoot, and I remember the date because of this. I was like, mom and dad, I just booked this shoot on September 29th. My call time is inevitably going to be early. Is there any way I could stay out at the house on September 28th and like I'll barely be there? I'm sure I'll have an early call time. I'll get there at night and just leave. And then my mom was like, well, we have new renters coming in October 1st. We have the cleaning people come. Like, I really don't want you coming after the cleaning people come. Also, you'll have to wash the sheets that you sleep on because like, Mm -hmm. even though there's like a bunch, like there's like three bedrooms and like I slept in like the upstairs room with like twin beds, like this adult couple was obviously not going to sleep in there. And in Southampton, you have to take your trash to the dump. So my mom was like, any trash you have, like you have to take with you. Also, I don't have a driver's license (laughs) and now i'm very determined to get my license especially because so many sets now are like must self-report in a car cannot take Mm -hmm. public transport but i looked like there was no trains or buses that would have gotten you there in the morning exactly in time there's no way and if it had rained which it was supposed to the rain date was october 2nd and i couldn't have stayed at my grandma's house because the people would have already been there so Mm. it was like thank god it didn't rain I took the train out. I like got an Uber to like get some food. I walked to get some food. I took an Uber back to my grandma's house. People have like, you know, like Hamptons, bougie. Like my grandma has this like tiny little cottage house in the middle of the woods. Like it's a scary place to stay by yourself. Mm. <laughs> like it's like, like trees, like brushing up against the side, like, and like oh, no. wind okay. whooshing. Like it was like, it's scary. I've stayed at her house by myself before, but like, it's a little scary. And I requested an Uber to pick me up in the morning that didn't show. And so I was like, oh, oh, late to set. Like, oh, no. I was like texting, calling every phone number that I had from set being like, I'm so sorry. I requested this Uber. They didn't show up. And then the guy who came and picked me up was like, oh, you're going to a set. I used to be an actor and I was a manager. <laughs> Have you ever seen Hairspray? I was the manager of Nikki Blonsky, who was the main Stop. character. And I was like, this is too you're much. Like, too much going on right now. I'm going to go watch that tonight, actually, yeah. because actually, I need to see him. She's from, yeah, like... <laughs> It's, it was too much. But yeah, so it really worked out timing wise that it was mm-hmm. like, okay, you can stay there. It, it was just like, it was a ride. And it really made me be like, I got to get my driver's license also. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. it was so much headache figuring out like the train schedule and da da da, da you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I had worked a night before and I'd gotten off work at 11 p.m. And so a friend of mine drove me the mm. next morning because I was like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not taking off work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I need all the checks. I need, you know, on right. all the hours that I can get. So my friend drove me first thing in the morning and I was like barely awake. So, Justin, going back to what you said about, you know, how you put it up. Now, where have you put the commercial up where it's gotten you all these opportunities? Exactly. Oh, you put it up there like a clip. Exactly. Yeah, I have that too. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, YouTube. That is so smart. I yep. just have it up on my website right now and mm-hmm. on my YouTube page. I'm going to do that. And in the same vein of this, I appreciate this, right? Because mm-hmm. when actors kind of like help each other out and just kind of share, swap secrets. Mm-hmm. And Laura, I so appreciated that about you. And I remember that about you because Laura <gasps> reached out to me and was like, hey, so have you heard about payment? <laughs> I was that like, was- girl, mm-hmm. that's my type of girl. Yeah, let's talk about the money. Wait. <laughs> 
But in general, whenever a project is done, right, Mm -hmm. it's like the actor has to also have to figure out like, okay, well, who do I send my Mm -hmm. invoice to and Mm -hmm. who and how and when am I going to receive payment? No one ever loops back around Mm -hmm. and says, hey, here's an MP4 file of your project. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like we always have to like chase it down. But I always think it's just so interesting where it's like there is so much ambiguity with it. It's like Mm -hmm. we we don't really know. It seems like we would know all the details, right? Like (laughs) we would know where When you emailed me, Bettina, about this clip, I was like, you know what? I'm going to email that healthcare commercial, which I still haven't seen, Mm -hmm. which I filmed before Nathan's. And I have not heard back from them. <laughs> I was like, um, why are you ghosting? Why? I'm just asking to see if the commercial. And it was so funny. Why I went is that, back, y'all? <laughs> I went back to do ADR in Manhattan for that commercial mm. after we filmed Nathan's. And I was like, when is this commercial going to come out? And then you emailed me the commercial, emailed her. I was like, hey, is our commercial out? Can I see it? Because that one, I actually, you know, it was a longer commercial. Mm-hmm. Have not seen that. Uh, so I don't well, think I'm ever going to see that. Well, you know, what usually happens is like a friend will, from another state will call you and be like, hey, I saw you. I saw mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just especially as a non-repped actor. I don't know about you guys, but like I don't have reps at the moment. Uh, Same. Yet. Not, good, not yet. But it's like you really like even more so. And even when you are rep, but it's like you got to just advocate for yourself. Otherwise, it's like yep. nobody gives a about you and that's just how it is i know that's just how it is is i think it's such an interesting part of the business where it's like and i feel like if you're not in the business you wouldn't know that and and it's Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little strange Mm -hmm. you know so before we have to be the talent we have to be our own managers we have to be our own agents right right? Mm -hmm. and now in this covid reality with the self-tape you know we did self-tapes before but nothing like now Mm -hmm. so it's we are we're literal production companies where we're you know before it was like okay just put yourself on tape maybe and you know, if you can't come and it'll be fine. Where now it has to look really good. Right. It has to look like it's a produced piece. Right. The editing's got to be good. The lighting's got to be everything. It's like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. we're one man production companies now. Mm-hmm. Yep. The standards are raising for all of it. And it's, I'm taking a class right now through Zoom and it's been very interesting. It's more text analysis right now. And then like, I think the next section will be getting into auditions, but we are definitely talking about how I'm getting confirmation from the cat, the casting directors that are like and coaches that are like yeah we're gonna be even after you know say the whole world gets vaccinated and it's all back to normal we're still gonna be super virtual so this class i'm taking is in la so i wouldn't have had access to this or this coach if it wasn't for this whole virtual kind of you know revamp right now so everyone is kind of catching up to it and it's going to be all evolving. I think even through this year, things are going to be changing and thank goodness Zoom is kind of catching up too. Mm -hmm. So I think we should be seeing some improvements in that. Soon. Yeah, it, it is cool. It Like, obviously, COVID sucks. <laughs> People mm-hmm. are dying. It's horrible. But there is so much wider reach. Like, I've d- taken classes with casting directors where they're like, this is mm-hmm. a great time for you guys because we are able to call in so many more yep. people. And I'm I'm curious what class you're taking in LA. I'm doing the Groundlings Improv oh, stuff amazing. right now. Which is um, something I've always wanted to do. And I'm like, that is amazing. virtual, so might as well take advantage Ground, of it. Uh, I heard nothing but amazing things about the Groundlings. I'm loving it. And yeah. I'm taking a class with a coach called Leslie Kahn. I knew you were going to say Leslie Kahn. 
Please, did yes. you? Yeah, I just knew it. I just knew I it. found out about her through a group on Clubhouse. I'm new to Clubhouse. That's Same. also a oh, huge. Yeah. Uh, please do. Oh my god. That's also a, Bettina. If you're not on Clubhouse, you should need oh, to get yeah. on it. You should definitely uh, another social. I feel like I'm struggling with Bettina. The ones you, I want. I have, you have to do it. You, ha- this, you should. And I have one too. And I'm gonna. We'll give you both. Okay. <laughs> so you okay. Y- y'all have to tell me why I need to be on Clubhouse. What is it about Clubhouse that y'all are advocating? It's basically what we're doing right now, but a wider reach of of people. An artist and it doesn't it's not just our industry it's every industry over the globe yeah and it's just you know it's basically like a seminar or a conference and mm-hmm. people who like to talk and you know give each other tips and you know but it's also expanding they're doing shows on clubhouse now they're doing like musicals saying, do and shows. plays and i've done a couple table readings on clubhouse oh, it's cool. it's really fun those are like the kind of groups that I'm joining, like the table reads, black actors, people of color, LGBTQ plus groups and stuff like that. So it's it's fun. Sometimes it gets a little like anything, like with Zoom fatigue and everything. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming. You have to take a break. But when I see things that are scheduled that are going to be with other like casting directors are joining this, directors, this, you know, celebrities are joining this and but like joining the groups and kind of just listening and seeing what artists are out there and what they're talking about and. You know, some of it is very, very positive, but you know, like any social, there's, you know, negative sides to it as well, but I mm-hmm. highly suggest it. Please get on it. Really? Okay. Do you find it to be a time suck? Cause I just feel like I'm already with these socials. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm losing time. It's a Feeling commitment. Like I have to be here. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it, a commitment. it's a commitment. Okay. So like, for, like the ones with like the table reads, like they're like, okay, every Wednesday and Saturday at 11 and then at six, I'm just like, no. <laughs> I'll come I'll come to one when I'm yeah. available and Absolutely. you know that's how it's but you know there's things that are scheduled like monologue contests and you can win money on these things and you know scene, oh no wait a minute scene oh. yeah like scene contests like people are doing so many things to promote themselves and to like get a wider reach and to have some incentives so like I participated in one monologue contest which got me three invites so like the more you participate in the, the rooms, the more invites, invites you get, you get. yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I haven't explored it. I'm very new to it, but, but it's wait, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait. So, are you liking your class with Leslie? I've just like I heard her name once, and now it's like you know that thing where it's like you hear about someone, and then it's like oh, I can't stop hearing about them. I just know that she's great for like like even my Groundlings teacher mentioned her like as like, a great comedy teacher. Yeah. And let me tell you, it is it's changing me for sure. It is. I'm thinking about text in a way now that I really have. Well, I I kind of have, but not as efficient. And that's what she's really doing right now. I'm still in it. I'm still new. I'm not, let me tell you, I'm not a new actor overnight, but I'm now Mm -hmm. fully aware of the things that I can improve on. And she's helping tremendously. And everyone in the class is in different areas of their careers, but it's so humbling that we're all together to do this one thing and it's just to get better and to get better, book more jobs. And she is the real deal. I love her. And I'm so happy that I took the plunge. It was, you know, she's not cheap. It was an investment, just like I made an investment in the summer. And then that investment Literally just so many things led to the Nathan Tata commercial and that paycheck paid back for that first investment. You know what I mean? So little things like that, you know, keep investing. But this one I really feel like is, oh, I I wish I could talk more about it, but I suggest signing up with at least like that first audit class to see if you like it and then go forward. Are you in the comedy one or are you just- I'm in the the, the comedy intensive. That's what I would want to do. And it truly is intensive. This is the first intensive I've ever taken and they really mean it. Like right after this, I have to go to rehearsal. They want you to rehearse every day in between class and- Mm -hmm. 
It's a lot. Oh, but yeah, it's, I've heard it and a with, lot. And with their whole thing, it's just like, you know, series regulars and recurring roles, mm-hmm. average 16 hours on set, average. So you need to get your 10,000 hours in now with rehearsal. Mm-hmm. That's, their whole, cool. that's their whole thing. And I'm just like, oh, that, oh like, I get it. Me. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. It is It is super exciting. And yeah. I, if I would have had this class before Nathan's, I, I was like, I wonder, like, but it's so funny. You learn about these things, but then you take it back to when we were on set. It's kind of like... We didn't really have a lot of takes, Patina, with our with our no, scene. At least. We, did we didn't. We did not no. have a lot of takes. We they kind of just trusted us. We did a quick rehearsal to go in and kind of do it. And then when you do it, you're like, I guess that was okay. Like, I, you know, yeah, it's right. fine. But you really have to trust when it comes back and it's finished. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. You didn't do too much. You didn't do too little. It just worked for what it was. And when you overthink it, that's when you're just like, whatever. But. It's true, I but totally I do agree. feel like it never fails where they take the take where you're like, I know there probably was a better take of that. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like I, they took the take where I said SAT versus SATs. Oh. And I was like, uh, oh, but, but no, like nobody I, notices that except for you. Are you, know? you sure? Right. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Sure. I said I put an S at the end of the SATs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not notice that. Especially even since I'm like, supposed to be the smart sister. I was like, uh, hello. Mm-hmm. SATs were yeah. years ago. I don't remember. But I totally agree. Like, you do just kind of have to trust, especially because, like, mm-hmm. it felt like a little stilted. It was just kind of like, dialogue, di-, right? So that's why I was, yes. I was like, is this good? Because in the audition, too, they were like, you know, feel free to improv some stuff. So I was like, can I improv? I just felt like I needed. You're like, can I be a comedian? Can I I don't I even mean it in that chops? sense, though, Bettina. I just mean, like, a little bit of, like, mm, oh, cool you know like little like oohs and ahs in here to kind of make it feel a little bit a little more more natural yeah but it is like even with that though it's just hard to tell and it's just like well Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna do what the job that i was hired to do and you know if they're saying good job then great and i'll just trust it you know like even if it does feel like Mm because yeah also because it just went so boom 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 so quick it went so bad like like, they had every angle at the same time you know they had Mm -hmm. so many cameras Mm -hmm. so they were able to and like oh so let me tell you so i'm also gonna be talking to cameron and lyric the two little kids kids? yeah the two kids I'm going to be talking so to them too. Weren't they, they were cute? So I was like, they, they were so good. Okay, they were mm-hmm. so good. There's, <laughs> they were the best. so good. Their spot, their spot was so good because they did most of the talking. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, they're like controlling this scene. It was I so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that'll be fun to talk to them. But I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, like these are some, perf- these kids working, working, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So have you all heard of Tony Greco? That's who I'm taking an acting class with I right have now. not. No, I'm Greco. interested. Mm-hmm. Maybe sounds a little familiar, down. but no. He's been an acting teacher for many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. You know, a friend told me about him like two years ago. And I was a little apprehensive only because I heard that his teaching style, it's, he, he doesn't hold anything he back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he holds no punches, right? Neither does um, Leslie, for sure. And you you need that, right? Like, oh you actually God. do need that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this. You know, it's over Zoom now. He also has an in-room component. But I was like, I'm going to do the Zoom, kind of like get my feet wet. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that I'm doing it because it is definitely challenging me. And what I want to work on, um, I eventually do want to work on some comedy stuff. But what I have found is that because I had to be so resilient in regular life, it's caused me to then kind of have a blockage in my acting. I can, you know, sense. nothing really affects, not, not that nothing affects me. No, I but get what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's like things aren't landing the way that I need them to land in order to be a really open, vulnerable, fine-tuned 
instrument having artists, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm in this class. But I love to y'all's point that even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's like, because things are virtual, it's like we could be working on our chops and we can be still mm-hmm. taking classes and staying warm, you know? Right. Yeah. So I appreciate, I definitely appreciate that. Outside of the classes, are you working on any other productions or writing or what are you looking forward to? Ooh. Laura, you want to go first? Sure. What are you looking forward to? I like that. I decided that I'm going to, and I have started, I'm writing a solo show, which is something that whenever I've seen other solo work, I've always felt a little like just something inside me that said, oh, I have something to say. I want to say something. But the voice that was bigger for so long was you don't have anything interesting to say. I'm stuck in that place. Yeah. And like nobody needs to hear. like a constant battle to fight that voice, right? Nobody needs to hear from you right now. Like you're privileged. Like what, what do you have to tell? But I have a coach like who's like a career coach and I meet with her. Her name is Liz Campbell. She's awesome. She works mostly with women, Justin, but you can follow her on Instagram. She's awesome. Love it. We had to do this presentation of like owning my brilliance and talking about your body of work as a creator and specifically from this year, 2020. And that was like, oh, fuck. And I felt all sorts of like, I'm not good enough. Haven't done anything. I suck. Uh, I suck. I suck. I suck. And I don't have anything interesting to say. And then I was like, what if I make my presentation about how I always feel this way? Or not always, but like how this feeling sometimes overcomes me. And then I like spoke to the group and it was very vulnerable. And then it just kind of came to me like, this is my story. It's funny because I have always been like an outwardly confident person. Like I, I'm, I'm never, I've never been shy. I've always been like, hey, like, how are you? This is me. But at the same time, internally kind of struggled a little bit with my own voice. And so I was like, it. Like, I'm just going to write this show. <laughs> like everybody has a story to tell. Literally everybody. That's what I'm working on right now. Also with my Groundlings class, like their improv is very focused on character. And that's something I've always been interested in. Again, never had the confidence or, or like, who am I to do that? I know so many actual comedians who are actually funny and good at that stuff. Who am I to do that? And so I've just kind of started posting those sort of dumb videos on TikTok and now on my Instagram too. So yeah, I try to do just at least one a week writing this show and trying to work on some character stuff. Those are like my two big, I'm like really pushing myself to like put myself out there in the world and be like, hello, here I am. This is me as a performer and artist. I love that. And I oh, wish I could mirror a lot of that. I'm I'm kind of stuck in that same stuck in that previous place that you've been in of um, not feeling like you have enough to say. My social media presence is super bleak. Once it got to the place where I was like, oh, it's super bleak. It made me kind of like retreat further. Mm. So I'm in a place now where I'm just like, I'm just using my Instagram to see what everyone else is using. I'm not really promoting myself. What are you doing? But then I took a step back and I was like, you're actually doing a lot. So what I'm doing upcoming right now, I'm, I just joined an acting ensemble called The Scene Place. And it's my first time kind of like in a collective place where actors, you know, are kind of like an ensemble together, kind of like a repertory kind of theater. It's been very interesting. It is a method that I'm very not familiar with, but I went through the audition process. One of the whole big things about it is that they teach you, it's like an associateship almost for a couple months to see how it feels. I'm going to be in two of their plays coming up. The main one is Sweat by Lynn Nottage. I'll be yes. playing the role of Chris. So that's what I got. Oh, um, that's that's awesome. what I, that's what I auditioned for. And then in joint, you join the associateship. There's like a one night a week commitment. We learn and we exercise and we do all different things and kind of just grow together. If we were in person, it would be obviously more fun, you know, to get to know each other. But on the Zoom, it's been interesting. It has been something that I'm still getting used to. You know, it's hard to connect 
in that way and kind of definitely like an educational sense through Zoom. But sometimes those little moments of magic hit, you know, like you kind of feel it. You can feel it sometimes. I feel like if we kind of just reach more for that, it'll all be worth it. And then, you know, we're going to be even better actors when we get back out in the world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. I think that too. Yep. But that's what Um, I'm doing. The last thing I'm doing is, yeah, the Leslie Kahn class, the intensive mm -hmm. with them. This woman is like literally making me, she's going to make me move to LA for her. And (laughs) I'll have to literally give her all the credit, but that's also what I'm doing. So yeah, Yeah. the class and then the ensemble and still auditioning nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's still so putting before. yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, absolutely. Being a part of that ensemble. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. So before we get out of here, I like to always ask the guests, you know, the name of the podcast is So Mind Boggling Journeys because the journey is so mind boggling. And so <laughs> mind boggling can be something that's like amazing, right? It could be like, oh, that was like what we were saying about the commercial, how once we got there on set, it, we had like the most magical day. And it was like, oh my God, this is why I do this, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also the other part of it where it's like, oh my gosh, like it's so frustrating. Like some of this stuff just doesn't even make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So what would you say has been one of the most so mind-boggling moments that you've had thus far in your journey? Because you will continue to have so mind-boggling moments. Mm. Oh, I'm so not good at being put on the spot. Okay. I love it. Because I wouldn't want you to be thinking about it, Laura, overnight, you know? It's like... You're right. It should just really <laughs> look come Look at her off. face. Laura's like... Mm, I, like, whenever good. anyone... I, what's the time in your life when blank? Like, my mind goes blank. Yes. Like, yes. Whatever it is. Okay. For me, I, okay, I, I'm going to be a little selfish and say one of my most mind-boggling moments in my journey thus far was a gig that I got through being a waiter. I work at a restaurant in Midtown in the theater district. A lot of celebrities go there, a lot of, you know, blah, blah, blah. But two in particular, they're an actor, husband and wife duo. I don't think I can say their name. You can deduce, pretty famous. They're in everything, theater, TV, and film. Crew to have a great relationship with me. And they gave me an opportunity to be in a reading with them off Broadway. And then we traveled to Bucks County Playhouse to do the reading again. They've never seen me act. That's so cool. They've never seen me act, but they knew I was an actor. They knew I'd been at it for years. They knew about my training. They got to know me as a person by being their waiter, (laughs) but they gave me a shot. Let me tell you, that reading was full of so many amazing actors, people that looked up to that have Tony Award winners, Academy. It, It was absolutely insane. And I sat there in the van on the way to Bucks County Playhouse, like this is one of the most mind boggling things that's ever happened to you based off of literally just being who you are, not based off of my talent, which is what I'm here for, which Mm -hmm. is if we were doing a play, but it was, I got that opportunity based off of just who I am and what I meant to them. It blew my mind. And I was like, that is literally the industry in a nutshell. Like talent will only get you so far. Work ethic is another area. And then saying it is also another area. 100% it, 100% talent, 100%, you know, everything else. But like, being nice <laughs> and being a good person connections uh, like just connecting it's connections is 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 number one too so yes that was it i i sat there i was like i can't believe this like who am i like wh- i can't believe this moment is happening to me we got up to the place did the show did a wonderful job got a great review they gave me a standing ovation you know it, it was it was absolutely mind-boggling and i was like i'm sharing space with these people so that has to be it the fact that I'm now saying it out loud after being put on the spot is doing something to me because I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't really reflect on that as much as I should. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially because I feel like those stories are rare. When I hear of like, you know, my waiter friends and bartender friends, it's usually one of those things where when those type of people kind of come into the establishment or whatever, it's like everyone has to kind of like tense up and like not say anything. You can't tell them that you're an actor. They can't know who you are as a person. You're supposed to separate it. And it's one of those things where a lot of times people get in trouble for, you know, you know, so Mm -hmm. the fact that that was not your story, that Mm -hmm. is definitely something to keep reflecting on. And holding on to to keep you going, yeah. you know, for sure. Yeah. Was the reading for that. a play or a movie? It was for that. a play. It was for a pretty famous play, and it was for like one of its first revivals. They adapted the script a little bit, and it, it was a hit. the The audience loved it, and it's so funny. Like my restaurant job, of course, they tell you be professional. You know, this place attracts a lot of people. Don't be like that. And of course, you follow the rules. You just do what you do. But naturally, it just they were like, okay, so what do you do? I'm an actor. Great. Maybe a couple weeks later, a conversation comes up again. I saw them in a show and I was like, you guys were great. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'll give you tickets for the next one. Come again. That leads to this. And then that relationship has now started. And it's literally, they have not, I I don't know. Oh, I think I did send them my resume once they finally were like, yeah, we need your resume and headshot just for marketing purposes. So that was literally the first time they actually saw it. So I was like, oh my goodness. You know, it was totally a moment of like imposter syndrome, but you have to break out of that immediately you know yeah, you really do you, you have, have to, to think fight, like you know, I, fight have, it. I have worked hard ever since i left you know college and then acting school like it's you're here because you're meant to be here so you mm-hmm. know cut that, cut that out right. oh that mm-hmm. is so cool justin thank you <laughs> so laura you ready yeah no I, and i'm sure <laughs> the second this ends i'm gonna think of something that's way better i promise you <laughs> the thing that's coming to mind for me is my friend wrote a pilot that well we first did it as like a stage show it was called ghost girl and she this is my friend who lives upstairs so she wrote a pilot called ghost girl and it's about a girl who died and her best friend who could still see her and i played the best friend who could still see her we did it as like a live show everyone was like you gotta film this you gotta do it we love it Mm -hmm. so she adapted it to a pilot and then i came on like as a producer and we raised all the money ourselves We had an almost entirely all-female, non-binary crew. I just remember, like, one day we were on set filming, and, like, I just looked around. It was a it was a scene, like, in a classroom, so we had to get, like, we had to call in favors from, like, all of our friends. Like, please come be extras. Like, the crew that we hired, they were incredible, and, like, they had, like, such great equipment. So I just had a day looking around, like, oh, my God, we really made this happen. You know, like we were passionate about this project. We literally blood, sweat and tears, you know, like carrying the equipment up the stairs through this school, you know, like crying because like something in pre-production like got and didn't work out the way we wanted it to. And I just kind of had a moment before action, you know, just looking around like we did it. We're here and we're doing it. And wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm proud of myself. And also I feel so lucky and I just want more of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like those are like the best projects, right? Mm-hmm. When it's like you, because you feel like you're not just a hired gun, right? That you have say over what it's going to feel like being mm-hmm. on, you know, on the project and what it looks like. And you're able to have so much input. And so it feels like you're really creating. It mm-hmm. feels like you're really a creator in those moments because you have so much say and Absolutely. you actually put it together, especially you're on the production team. It's mm-hmm. like you were literally creating that thing. Yes. And yeah, it's, like, so it's, it's your baby. It is so rewarding and it's like it's not just something random that I got hired for it's something that I feel passionate about like it it was a this is why I'm an actor to tell these types of stories 
that's why I'm here mm-hmm. on this earth. And it just felt like full alignment and like, wow, you know, we made this happen ourselves. Yeah. I love that. So where can More the listeners that. find you? More of that. You can find me on the Instagram and the TikTok. My handle for both is laura.cornacchio and then my website, lauracornacchio.com. Justin, where can we find you? You can find me on the socials. Not on TikTok yet. Working on it. Yeah. My handle is at jphils, J-P-H-I-L-Z-Z-Z. You can find me all there. Not on Facebook. I don't mess with Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> oh. oh. Political reason, it sounds like. Personal. Strictly personal. personal. Strictly personal. <laughs> Strictly personal. Personally, yeah. Mark, I think Mark Zuckerberg sucks. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having Appreciate us. It. Thank you so much, Patina. This is awesome. Great talking with you. Thank you for listening. This has been a So Mind Boggling production. Follow along at So Mind Boggling on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.